0: everybody. It's Rob Benedict.
1: And I go by the name Richard Spade, Jr.
0: And we're talking about season three, episode 12, Just in bello.
1: Just in Bellow, which means just barely in Bellow.
0: Not quite be- Bellow, just barely before Bello. Yeah. Hey, you know what? What what uh, was exciting about this is that we, you and I have been going to a convention in Italy now for about 12 years, and that, that convention is called Just in Bello, and I never knew why, and now I do.
1: I still don't know why this episode is called Just in Bello. But, That's uh, true.
0: I don't either, but I hope we're going to get into it in our fun facts. Yeah. But before that, we got lots to talk about, and before we talk about that, we'd like to say, you know, look. We still hear about people who are discovering the podcast and are so excited to hear that we are doing this. So please tell a friend, put it on social or near a sandwich board to help get the word out. What if you just
1: wore a sandwich? Do you have to wear the whole board?
0: She can wear a sandwich. I don't know if it's going to do anything for our podcast.
1: No, but it might get people talking. You know what I mean? Hey, that's true. Who's that kid wearing a hoagie? You know that's what I mean? true.
0: <laughs> well, look, we just excited people are talking about the podcast, and we're excited, uh, you know, bringing keeping supernatural alive. So, thanks for being here, and uh, and really do invite your friends because we love you, you know. If, if the you more uh, the merrier. If
1: you, if you decide to wear a sandwich to promote the show, you're going to walk around a sandwich. I have. I strongly. Suggest Suggest you create your own playlist with two musical acts just two musical acts it's all you need put on the meatloaf and then bread and then you and can bread. walk around okay. walk around okay. in your sandwich
0: okay great <laughs> <laughs> um uh so that's fantastic so now i, I honestly I, I see it on a t-shirt already it's on a t-shirt
1: uh,
0: are you ready for just some bellow
1: are you ready to just some freaking bellow Why?
0: Searching for the Colt, Sam and Dean track Bella to Monument, Colorado.
1: Why don't they go to a horse farm? That's where you find Colts.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it took me a second. It took me a second. So we're going to get a lot of that because it's my my COVID fog. It just takes me a second.
1: COVID fog is also a great band. You could play while great you're wearing band. your sandwich. Uh, Terrific band. The show. Uh,
0: they break into her hotel room, but do not find the Colt. They discover that it's a trap. It's a trap. The hotel room's a trap. Law enforcement busts down the door, followed by Agent Henrikson, who's been trying to arrest the brothers since season two's Night Shifter. Hmm. Bella tipped Agent Hendrickson to Sam and Dean's location. So the brothers are arrested and placed in the local sheriff's holding cell. While they are being held, a possessed FBI agent shoots at Dean, but only hits him in the shoulder before Sam is able to exercise the demon. I
1: believe that was uh, Dom Deloise's son, Peter Deloise.
0: That is correct. It was Peter Deloise, the oldest of three Deloise brothers. Uh, Michael and David are the other brothers. How's that for some fun facts right in the middle?
1: Yeah,
0: nice. An FBI helicopter arrives to take Sam and Dean (laughs) to a federal prison, (laughs) but the helicopter explodes. (laughs) And many of the officers outside are found dead with their Ah. their (laughs) throats slashed.
1: Ah, quit slashing my throat.
0: The local sheriff wants to go out and fight, but Henriksen realizes they are under siege. The power goes out.
1: You yeah, know, it's funny. I was just reading along with you and I misread that sentence. I read it as the local sheriff wants to go out and fight, but Hendrickson realizes they are underage. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: you guys are 21. We're not going anywhere.
0: <laughs> well, at least he's, he's still got his morals. There are just a few people trapped inside with Sam and Dean. Henriksen arrives at the boy's holding cell and surprisingly shoots the sheriff in the head. The brothers quickly exercise the demon that has possessed Henriksen. He apologizes to the brothers after realizing that all of their talk about demons is true. Sam and Dean quickly take control of the situation. Securing the station, with salts and sigils. They give protection amulets to people and reveal their anti-possession tattoos. Yeah. Is this the tattoos. first time? Is this the first time we've seen their tattoo? I well, think that's it's a... the first time
1: they've seen their Yes, I think the answer is yes.
0: Ruby shows up and tells the boys this is all because of Lilith, the demon who wants to be queen and lead all demons. Ruby suggests that they use a powerful spell that will vaporize all the demons in the area. Do you know what's funny?
1: You can't no one can say Lilith without sounding like they have a lisp.
0: Right. (laughs) Like, it's impossible. You're like, oh no, Lilith is here. (laughs) Lilith, the queen of the demons. (laughs) What if he said, so you have to stop? (laughs) (laughs) Um, So Ruby suggests they use a powerful spell that will vaporize all the demons in the area. Dean refuses because it would require sacrificing a virgin. He convinces Sam they have to fight. The demons attack. There's a huge brawl in the station and all the demons get trapped inside. A pre-recorded exorcism is played over the loudspeaker, sending the demons back to hell. Henrickson tells Sam and Dean that he'll report that they died in the helicopter crash. The brothers leave soon afterwards. A little girl shows up looking for the brothers. Guess what? It's Lilith with the white eye, <laughs> the white-eyed demon.
1: Wait, what? Lilith? Lilith, Lilith came back and saw over <laughs> Sam and Dean. Oh no,
0: that's <laughs> the worst. That's,
1: that sucks. <laughs>
0: Yes, it's Lilith, the white-eyed demon. She destroys the building and kills everyone in it. Later, Sam and Dean see on the news what has happened. Ruby shows up and scolds the brothers and says these deaths are on them.
1: Man, how badly would you want? Oh, never mind. That's Ruby. You want Bella to scold you? You don't care if Ruby scolds oh, you. Man. Want... Well, scolding from...
0: Yeah, I want her to steal my cult. <laughs> And I'm sorry, everybody. That was the cold oh, medicine no, talk. That's and that's great. That's
1: great. <laughs> I love it. I, I, I like it. for all the guys out there who refer to themselves as a stallion. Rob is not your competition. He refers to himself as a cult.
0: That's right. She's a
1: knobby-kneed um, foal.
0: And boy, Ruby really, she's angry a lot.
1: Yeah, I mean, she's got a tough, I mean, you know, she's a demon. So she's a you demon, know what I mean?
0: yeah. So, you're that's right. not
1: That's not a toe-tapping profession that leaves yeah. a lot of upbeat happiness. the workplace should, stress alone, you know.
0: I should walk a mile in her shoes, in, in her, her hooves. In-, <laughs> 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 in her cloven hooves. Um, <laughs> all right, well,
1: now it's time for... R Rob and Rich Review. Robert, how doth thou review this episode?
0: I really like this episode. I think it was chock full of uh, super guest stars. I'm going to start there, including our favorite Amy Garcia, good friend of ours from Lucifer, who played the wide-eyed virgin who worked in the office. We also have Henriksen, uh, your buddy. Charles Malik Wilfield. Yeah, and then there's the guy that played sort of one of the cops that uh, that I feel like I've seen that guy around for years.
1: Yep, character actor, works all the time.
0: Yeah, and then, of course, we've got the DeLuise, uh Peter Deluise, you know, from the original 21 Jump Street, who shows up for a little cameo. I wonder if he was just up there working in Vancouver and knew somebody, and they threw him in there.
1: No, I think they backed a the dump truck of money up to the house and said, can we get a little Deluise action on this episode? And he said, "Sure." let me count, let me count the bills. And when he was uncounting, he said, sure, I'm
0: in. Sure. Uh, but, uh, and I just, I, I like episodes that take place in one location, like when they were trapped in the bank. Yeah, and, man. You know what I mean? Like, I, it's it was that kind of episode for me, uh, trapped in the in the police station. Yeah. And, you know, how do we defeat these demons?
1: And, and it's good acting too, man. Like, I think, you know, Charles Malik Whitfield is great.
0: So yeah, fun and, is that character, you know. And him finally realizing, oh, the boys aren't the, the yeah. bags that I thought they were.
1: And Deloise is great. Yeah. Uh, Amy Garcia is always great.
0: And Dean gets shot th- through the shoulder and it barely phases him.
1: Yeah, he gets shot through the shoulder. To, like, you've got a little case of the sniffles and you're canceling everything right and left willy-nilly. You gets <laughs> shot in the shoulder. It doesn't miss a beat.
0: Anyway, so I uh, I'm, I was like, oh, so this is... That's, of, of course they named a whole convention after it. It's a great yeah. episode.
1: Yeah, of course. Agreed. What about you? I enjoyed it at the same reason. It was almost like the same, same thing I liked about the banquet. Like you said, it's got this sort of pressure cooker sort of vibe because it's all happening in this one tight space. And it has like a happening in real time kind of energy when you do these kind of episodes and i think that's really fun it yeah. feels like it's happening in real time oh no this is happening we've got to do this we've got to do that Um uh, we've got to do it before things go pear-shaped uh even though things are already going pear-shaped i, I thoroughly enjoyed it
0: yeah and they you know and, the, and then there's a huge fight at the end and uh you know the thing about this show too is like they're the stakes are so incredibly high like stakes any other show i feel like you know, you go, well, we'd have to sacrifice a virgin. And Amy Garcia is like, well, I'm a virgin. And then they'd be like, well, we're not going to do that. But like in this, they, they, they almost did. You know what I mean? She was like, Yeah,
1: well, Sammy sort of showed his two colors there. His little proclivity for if you're not banging, you're dying. That's his sort of motto. You know, that showed up. I, <laughs> yeah. I thought that was like, uh, not great, not great, you know, showing by Sam.
0: Yeah, that's going on a t-shirt for sure. <laughs> it if you're better not be. banging, you're you're dying. Um,
1: it's like it's like get living, get busy living, or get busy dying. Yeah, it's get get busy banging or get busy dying.
0: I also liked uh, when Amy and the, the the like younger cop dude were on the s- roof during the fight, and she's like, "I'm definitely having sex when this is over," and then she's like, "But not with you."
1: Oh boy, I was- I, I'm sure, bro. I can't. I I hope you didn't strain your eyebrow muscles thinking, "Hello."
0: <laughs> I know how I you a- get. It's a funny bit. It was a funny bit. Um, yeah, but then at the end, Lilith comes in and kills them all. Lilith comes in as a little girl. And kills Ow, them. Hello, I'm Lilith. Hey, and she was great. She's Whoever's great. playing Lilith at this point. <laughs> Lilith. <laughs> great actress. Great actress.
1: Um, licking a lollipop.
0: Yeah. So I'm trying to think how we can do this review and mix it up from what we normally do when we kind of like an episode.
1: Well, I've got. I know what I'm saying. I mean, I, all right. I well, let's hear it. Let's hear. it. giving again. it to Kenny Rogers. It's not a full Stapleton, but it's a rock solid, really enjoyable, really pleasant, strong episode. It's getting a okay. Kenny Rogers.
0: Okay. Well, I'm going to give it. Uh, you know, if you go Kenny Rogers, that's really confusing with Kenny Loggins. A lot of people get Kenny Loggins mixed up with Kenny Rogers. They're both bearded singers nobody's
1: ever gotten those two confused ever i i have dude uh, you you don't know your your randy
0: owens from your eddie rabbits that's your problem nobody does (laughs) get a dollar to anybody who knows what he's talking about are are your billy gibbons from your uh william golden billy gibbons i know who's william golden
1: from the oakridge boys
0: there you go of course. So I'm gonna go ahead and say that uh that this gets well. It just it gets a Kenny Loggins. I don't know what else to tell you. It gets a Kenny Loggins from the '80s. It's Justin Bello at Lilith, Arrival okay. of Lilith. See the tattoos for the first time. It's a classic.
1: We'll see. Oh, William Lee Golden. I forgot the middle name.
0: Oh, thank God that you found that out for us. But yeah, so Kenny Loggins '80s.
1: So Danger Zone Loggins and Gambler uh, Kenny Rogers. Rogers.
0: Yeah a couple kennies. of kennies yeah
1: all right you get I, a couple of kennies it's like right. hey i got a couple of kennies in my pocket you want to go down to the pub you know what i mean like it feels like <laughs> currency
0: <laughs> fantastic all right well let's uh, let's get into an interview now we have once again with us director executive producer America's sweetheart America's sweetheart Phil Segrecia returns to the podcast you know both Richard Speight Jr and Phil Segrecia both worked on the 1980s series Freddy's nightmares but not on the same episodes.
1: And Phil edited the TV movie A Mother's Revenge, a TV movie based on the novel by Richard Spate Sr.
0: And Phil edited Sam Circus," right?
1: Right, which was directed by Bob Singer and starred Richard Spate Jr.
0: And was a pilot that never saw the light of day. Well,
1: never saw the light of day. But, but for that pilot, though, I wouldn't be involved in Supernatural right now. Robert will be hosting this podcast by himself.
0: Well, thank God that didn't happen. Everyone's thankful for that, except maybe me. <laughs> and way, now
1: we have, we have no time for the interview. The intro <laughs> was too long.
0: <laughs> you know what? We'll see the light of day. This interview with Phil Segrecia. Let's
1: dive into this, Robert.
0: Phil Segrecia, thank you for being back with us. Thanks, guys, for having me. So, Phil, you have a, a double Event. header here of Phil yeah. Sagrisha classics. Yeah, there we go. And uh, starting with Justin Bello. Now, first of all, what? Would Rich, this is the first time Rich and I we, we go to a convention every year in Rome called Justin Bello. Mm-hmm. But this is the first time we've heard we 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 even knew it was an episode. So, what is it? What's it called? What does that mean? I mean,
2: um, I believe it's the Rules of War. Sarah Gamble wrote this. Did a right excellent job. Her scripts are always fun, and always, yeah. It was supposed to be kind of a bottle show <laughs> because it all takes place inside the in the precinct. Stadium. yeah, but it it was, you know, whenever they say it's a bottle show, it always turns up being a magnum of a bottle. Mm, yeah, they're never they're never, like, you know,
1: cheap. well, I think, you know, Rob and I were struck by some similarities between this and night shifter right. in so much as that it has that ticking clock almost feels like it's in real time kind of vibe Uh, was it structured like that on the page or is that something you bring to it going okay i've got one room i better create i better turn the heat up in this space
2: um no i think it was on the page that way i mean it was it was one of those where you know, you, you have to set it up that they get arrested and then you set up that Hendrickson is there, you know, um, and um, we've already established him as a guy chasing them, So it was easy to kind of get the players in place. You know, little country, you know, sheriff's department type of thing uh, out in the middle of, you know, Colorado or I think it was. Um, But you know, it was it was on the page. Sarah, like I said, she's she's a top writer, and and um, it was all there. Again, it was kind of one of those like, let's see if we can, you know, pull in some of our overall budget. I think uh, this was also looming right in front of us was the writer strike.
0: Right. Yeah.
2: A writer strike. So this was the last episode we shot before the writer's strike.
1: Yeah. You know, I, it was so, interesting. You talk about the, the through line of small town, you know, big, big city FBI guys meet up with small town police station. Uh, Agent Hendrickson really, really, really an a-hole to the, to the small town cops. <laughs>
2: yeah. Yeah. It's kind of, yeah. It's kind of his thing. You know, he, he doesn't have time anymore. He's kind of, his boss is on his case for not bringing these guys in sooner. Uh, now,
0: what, what, what do you know? What led you to get uh, Peter Deloys? Peter lives there, right? He
2: lives, and I think we we had always had him on our, you know, on our radar. Radar, but it was what kind of one of those things that it all it all kind of worked together. You know, it's like it's, his schedule was open and he was doing Stargate, maybe. I think he was on stargate i was gonna say he he probably he probably moved there after 21 jump street right right and he'd been directing he's he was he's directing a lot so i think he's not up there waiting for an acting gig i think he was he was and he was super cool and super fun to work with even though he, he didn't have that much yeah i think he jumped at it because we'd been there for a while i mean this was year three so he knew that there was you know the show seemed to have
0: some legs to it so yeah, that was cool. It's it always great to, to see him. We yeah, that the, was cool. That was a cool,
1: oh, cool get. And, you know, Charlton League Whitfield is a, does a great job in that role as Hendrickson. And I think this one is the most three-dimensional version of that character he got to play. You know, because before it's like man with mission, yeah. chip on shoulder, go, go, go. And then now you get to see his humanity a his sort of cocky uh you know internal and external celebration about this you know capture but then the slow chipping away of his confidence and his confusion kind of taking over is great he just does such a nice job with that
2: yeah i think um you know he 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 comes in with all the tools you know and he's again super cool to work with and uh you know it was a fun uh, there's that quiet moment where he and Dean have the, you know, man to man kind of where you're from, three divorces, that sort of stuff. You get his backstory. So you you see the human behind right. the, the badge, uh, you know. And so I think all of that, it it does, you know, it, it makes you care about the characters a bit more because then yeah. what follows is, you know.
1: Yeah. I, and I nice. look right. I, I saw it coming. We all saw it coming. No one was surprised. And yet it's so well done. The I shot the sheriff. Yeah, but he didn't shoot the deputy bit. It's great. Yes. <laughs> and I, I got to know, because you're a man with with razor sharp uh, comedy timing. And so does Jensen also has that. And you guys timed it. Yeah. You know, there's a couple of beats. It's not like saying it. Yeah. Which,
0: He's well, he,
2: you, yeah. Have to, you have to have somebody react to Dean's line. And I, I remember shooting that scene. Laughing, we were all laughing because we at first we thought it was really funny. Then we thought it was dumb, I think, and then and then because it's not funny anymore, right? Right, right. But I think the quick cut to Sam turning his head to him—it's so great. It's such a great his reaction. But also,
1: I not just to circle back—it's the fact that (laughs) Jensen has that moment of, do I say this or do I not? Like, yeah, do I say it? That's the thing that almost sold the (laughs) joke better for me was his. He didn't go blah 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 yeah. like a sitcom. You see him like hear it, process it, go, and then <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like yeah. say it.
2: <laughs> those, those are so much fun to do because he's his timing is yeah.
0: spot on, right? Like you say, and and the brothers' chemistry at this point in the show is really rolling. I mean, they 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 really have it down now. Just the you know the interaction, just a look from Sam, and it really yeah. completes. Funny.
2: It. Yeah, I mean you. You know, and Dean, Dean's like, I know I shouldn't have said that, Yeah, but he didn't have a I had to say it, you know? I mean, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, said, he said what he said. I'm just reacting to what he said. You know? Yeah, right.
0: Someone's got to say it. Somebody's um, been thinking it. You're thinking it. <laughs> he's thinking it. Um, so there are lots of extras in this uh, that are pretty important. All the... Uh, the demons, the Robert. The all demons. The, the, what am I trying to say? The demons. The demons that come in. Um, is that hard to, you know, as a director, you're kind of, you're kind of given those extras, right? Do you, do you, or do you cast a them? Of, a lot of, I was going to say, these
1: people. are, these are, they're not, oh, they're yeah. more than just extras because they're doing stuff.
2: They were, uh, almost all of them were stunned people. That's probably where the money went, um, for the episode because that whole attack in the hallways with the shotguns and the salt and all that. You know, everybody that flops backwards from a gunhead is a stunt person. Uh, Laurel Chartrand, I think was his name, was our stunt. One of our main stunt guys. He came in and attacked uh, Charles. He's the, you know, again, we've got the black eyes. We got to paint it and all that. But um, super fun. We shot it at a skinny gate. So it's like got that stuttery kind of Private Ryan feel to it. Can you describe what that skinny gate means? Uh, You change the angle of. The uh, <laughs> gate, the as the and it takes away uh, when it when each frame is exposed. Uh, there's a there's a swinging gate uh, used to be in the film world. Right. And change the angle of it. It lets light in at a different way, I guess. I don't know. a Different angle. Yeah. So what happens is you have this called motion blur in 24 frames where everything's kind of smooth. Right. And what the skinnier gate does is it, it stops. It takes away the motion blur. So it's all very crisp, clean movement. But it gets kind of jittery. But it also creates tension. Um, Spielberg was I mean, it's been used Forever, but yeah, Spielberg used it to a uh, fine art for uh, saving Private Ryan, and I think right. people kind of we we kind of jump on those things. It's like that's oh, the that's, first that's time
1: I remember seeing it and noticing, or I didn't know what I was seeing, but I was like, "What yeah. is that?" Like in Private Ryan,
0: what the hell? Yeah, yeah, man.
2: Yeah. You know, it's more like a sixteen millimeter shooting kind of thing, um, right? You know, a lot of sixteen millimeter was shot
1: like at twenty. Frames or Let me something. ask you this:
0: You're yeah. talking about this. Anyway. You can always you, you can almost see the film going by.
1: Yeah, you're talking about this in film terms, but obviously things now are, are digital. Is that when people are saying, "On change the angle of the shutter"? Is that with the same the same thing? Yes. Yes. Okay.
2: Yes. Exactly. You know this. This show right. was at shut, this up point, in, right? Uh, this particular episode. Yeah, we didn't sh- change to video until ep- First before. of all. <laughs>
1: So, I, I just love that feels like uh, we didn't, we were on uh, Betamax, was our next step. Like you shoot it on video. You weren't ever on, you were digital.
2: <laughs> no, uh, the next show, The Ghost, ghost Faces, was also that
1: short sure, for sure. But this is, yeah. so you're uh, yeah. you're talking, you're, so you're calling it a skinny gate. Got to find this stuff fascinating. It's a skinny gate on film, but it's shutters, but it's sh- right. a shutter angle on on digital.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it's the same thing. You can call it But there's no gate on, on
1: digital, field. right? So you can't use the gate terminology. No,
2: no there's no spinning. Because what happens is in the film world, this gate comes down, the film moves to the next frame, and then it opens up and exposes the film. Because then you get each frame when it's like, if, if this is the frame, the shutter comes down, the frame moves to the next frame, and then it opens up. And it's doing this 24 times in the That's second. That's
0: fast. So At what point, Rich, do you use what, what, that on your next set? All right guys, we're going to go skinny gate on this one. Well, we
1: actually we actually uh, are using it on the current show for for fight stuff.
0: And do you call it skinny gate or do you call No, it-
1: shutter a sh- a shutter angle. Shutter. Cuz uh, because again, we're using digital, there's no
0: gate. Right, right. Oh
2: well, there is, there is a gate. It's just not right.
1: moving.
0: And back in the day, uh, to our listeners, we all used to say, "Check the gate." That 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 was the the last thing you did if you really feel like you got the shot. Be the sure ad no does, does that same gate.
1: thing on on same. Dead Boy Detectives. He'll say, "All right, we're checking." I'm like, "We're not checking. We're not." Why do you say that? He's like, "I oh, I just like yeah, it." I'm like, no, you're confusing yeah. everybody under forty. Like you're you're not checking anything. There's nothing to check."
2: <laughs> Congrats on that, by the way. Say hi to Mr. Yao. I will. And, uh, I will
1: indeed. Isn't she on? Uh, well, I I was up there. I'm going back up there. We had. A couple of guys gets a a virus, slowed us down, shut us down for a little bit, and then Mm -hmm. uh, a a foot injury. So we've we've had a couple of slowdowns. So I'm back home, but I'm going back up on Sunday.
0: All right. Well, well done. Tell Ruth hello. I will.
1: I will will indeed.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I will. She won't
1: listen, but I will.
0: Um, (laughs) uh, So it it was a big stunt episode. A lot of the big fight at the end. Did anyone get hurt with all those guns and fights and swinging through door frames?
2: No, I don't think so.
0: Um, I'm trying to think. No, unless somebody told you, I can't remember. No, no, no. I just have a, uh, I have a, li- I have a line here that was written for me. That saying, "Did anyone get hurt?"
1: Oh, <laughs> yeah. how did the lawsuit shake out? Sorry, I'm just reading from the questions. Um, <laughs> so, hey, was your was your daughter on about one about of the wandered posters? Is that like that again? I'm just.
2: I don't know about I. I don't know if I can say that. Well, I guess Maybe. that's that's a
1: yes. Why wouldn't you? Um, is your daughter wanted by the authorities? That's the uh, my follow-up question.
2: <laughs> well,
1: <laughs> convicted, no. <laughs> no.
2: Uh yeah, she's in there. And uh there's another episode where uh Sam I son Sam, Remind
1: me your daughter's name, so we can Molly. Molly, right, right, right. Molly. So there's a Molly Sugrisha wanted, Molly Sugrisha poster. I love it.
0: No,
2: no, it's not scree No, no. That's not
0: there. I know. I'm just saying there. that's not there. Um, it says Phil's daughter. Wanted yeah. Phil's daughter. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and it then has Phil's phone number. Pointed here. Yes, it has myself. <laughs> <laughs> um that's awesome. I always like that supernatural does that, that you guys work in, you know, East personal Easter eggs, so to speak, you know?
2: Yeah, that's part of the fun. I mean, there's um I I know myself and Jerry Wannick are always researching the towns we go to and we'll find some weird little thing like it's got the biggest pancake in the world, you know, and we'll, Jerry will do some artwork that coincides with that. Oh, wow. That sort of thing. So we do our homework. I do anyway. I, I love doing the little, you know,
0: eggs. Yeah. Yeah, man. Spate, Spate, you do that too. You get your, you, but all of it, I mean, there was, I feel like I was always walking into the, you know, Sagresha diner or, you know, Spate, <laughs> Spate had the, you know, Fletch, Steve and Steve, Frank.
1: Steve Fudge and Frank's hoagies. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, no. for
0: sure. Just hold that thought. We're coming right back. <laughs> hey, we're back.
1: Was this episode influenced at all, or your shooting of it influenced at all by the film assault of precinct 13
2: um i can't say that i didn't look at it i think i looked at a couple of the siege kind of you know movies just to see what you know because it's all in one place and it's kind of you're in a coffin right you're you're right so It's like how, you know, how did they light it? How did they shoot it? Not so much for story or acting. It was more technical stuff of like, hmm, how do they do this? And, you know, our rules are different. We've got to have rock salt, you know. Luckily, we're in a place in the country that uses, that could use salt in the winter for the water. You know? That's great. Yeah. Right. So that made sense. You know, there's stuff like that that you kind of go, we need, if they were in New Mexico, it probably wouldn't work. Mm-hmm. So. Right.
0: I like the detail that you had to scrape off the paint with a knife to get them yeah. through the circle or whatever. Yeah. It was a, it's a devil's trap. Yeah. But it's not that easy just to wipe that paint off. You got to like, <laughs> <gotta> scrape it. <laughs>
2: yeah. You know, and then same with the salt at the window ledge, you know, Right. The, if the guy, you know, moves and all of a sudden it's, it's open. And as soon as you open the ring, it, it doesn't have its power anymore.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Do you recall uh, what it was like working with Amy Garcia? We are friendly with her from her, her stint on I, Lucifer. I
2: wish we had more with her. She was wonderful. Yeah. You know, she didn't have a ton other than we gave her the religious kind of side of things. Um, right. I think we could have given her a lot more. It's just that her role didn't ask for that. But I'm right. like Yeah, she's very glad talented.
1: Jumped on. She's super talented. Yeah. She would always say on the loose Looseverse set, she's like, you know, I was on Supernatural. I was the virgin.
0: I was the virgin. <laughs> yeah, she's proud of that. Early on.
1: Yeah. she's um, She's
0: so cool. She's so sweet.
1: What was your biggest challenge in shooting this kind of show? Because I know people will look like at, at a bottle episode, so to speak. Bottle meaning... Here we are in a single your single location, not running around to the woods or anything. One set to do the episode, but it really is very challenging. I think almost more challenging because to keep it unique and interesting and moving in a four wall set, or in this case, maybe an eight wall set, you have the jail area and the lobby area. Right. How did you tackle that? How, you know, how do you piece that apart and keep it uh, moving?
2: Part of it is art direction with Jerry. Uh, he built in a fabulous set that gave us all sorts of side rooms and the jail cells and hallways and like the back room where we had the um, recorder and the speakers, you know, around the place. And, you know, and then there was a little quiet room with Hendrickson and Dean have their chat. You know, I think that's what makes the show how it can work better is if you're given enough of these nooks and crannies within the place. One thing that was kind of interesting, part of the story that I researched to lock, let them in and then lock them in, right? And then have the the, exor, the, you the exorcism, know, over, the exorcism over the speakers system. was to get them out. And I think there's more than one of these stories, but in Northern Michigan, back in the whatever 1800s, there was a, a union thing that was going on with the miners. And they had this uh, Christmas party. A lot of these were European uh, descendants, sw- Swedish, Norwegian. And there was a union thing. It was uh, the owners were trying to break it. Anyway, what happened was somebody yelled fire. And this was in a hall that was upstairs in the building. And the way into it was through a stairwell. And somebody bolted and shut the doors so they couldn't get out. Oh, uh, God. Like a dozen people and kids died being crushed at the doors. Oh, my God. So those are sort of some things that we research. Like, you know, how do you how do you lock the doors and then have all these people smash up into it? And so there's a little bit of research that way, especially with Jerry and and his art department. And I think it was called Heaven's Door or something like that. I forget. Anyway, it happened in wow. northern Michigan. Wow. Uh, so awful. you know, we we did that with the demons. If you if you watch, there's a couple of shots where they're all banging up against the door and kind of smashing. Yeah. They can't escape and they're going nuts. Yeah. But you just try and I think the big thing is if the performances are there, you know, it doesn't matter where you're you're at. Have you seen the um, there's a movie with Mark Rylance called The Outfit?
0: I have not. No.
2: You should watch it. It's uh, all in one set. And oh, it's, wow. it's amazing. It's 1950s Chicago gangs, uh, you know, mafia kind of Al Capone kind of era. Oh, wow. Right. Yeah, What's Mark it called? The, the, outfit? the Outfit? Yeah. It's a double. Um, he's a tailor. Uh, He's a tailor for uh, the mob. Okay. You have a drop box in the back room, and every time they come in to get the money out of the drop box, he leaves. You know, and it's this kind of twisty drama.
0: Wow, oh, cool.
2: Rylance, is freakishly good. He's so good. Anyway, so when you when you have this problem of you can't go anywhere, you just try and make make sure that the performances are given because that'll drive it.
1: Yeah. it all, and everybody was great. I mean, everybody in this episode was great. It really was well done. Well, Phil, this is another great episode, man, and this is obviously the kind of episode that, in lesser hands, wouldn't be nearly as good. Obviously, you cast great actors, and you had great actors delivered to your door in the form of Jared Jensen and Malik uh, Charles Malik Whitfield, who were already cast. But man, Delowise, the Amy. rest of the supporting cast were great, and you just made you just take a tight episode and keep it moving and interesting. It's it's a real skill, man.
2: I gotta say, the, the one part that I really loved was. The Ending with Lilith, yes. Oh my gosh, so good because you know it's a sweet young 12 year old girl, and who's her name? Rachel, I think Rachel, she's great too. And she was just it was a small bit, but man, was it fun! Yeah, she's it was great. And dude,
1: spooky. it also makes you realize, oh, sh- you know, uh, Catherine Beckner wasn't the first Lil- Lilith, yes. Same
2: thing, yeah, yeah. We um, we had a, a few, and I think. I'm trying to think if Rachel came. I think Rachel came back. We had a different one also. We had like three or four, three.
1: Well, I know you end up with Catherine Beckner and you end up with Anna Grace Barlow in later seasons right. and then this young lady. And then I know there's another one in there too. Mm-hmm. So yeah.
0: Yep, yeah, awesome. she, yeah. It was great. It's so spooky. And so, you know, the shot of behind of her holding her mom's hand as they walk in. Uh Yeah. I also thought it was funny that she described them as the a tall one and a good looking one. <laughs> <laughs> well, the tall- that's
1: very funny. That's how, pe- that's how people describe Robin me.
0: Uh, <laughs> only not tall.
1: <laughs> only not tall or not good looking. Um, they, but they do say two guys all the time.
0: Um, two, humans. two humans. Two beards.
1: Phil, thank you for being a part of this. That's it. That's it. You guys are easy. Well, this is for chapter one. Don't, you're you're back for chapter two, so don't get too excited. We're
0: gonna have you back next week for. Uh, for ghost Facers.
1: but I want you to know that your your beard has become legend in our podcast for being part of our rating system. Like it's a, my it's beard? such a classy yeah. des- designer goatee, yeah. a curated goatee yeah. that for a very special review, sometimes the episode will get. I'm just covering, a I'm just
0: covering the six 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 on my chin. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. Yeah, we you know I we re- rate each episode in beards, so the, the Segrisha is a real special. Billy,
1: are you really? <laughs> yeah, hot beard. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, we do it by we do it by beards, not not stars, beards. Okay, um, ladies and gentlemen,
0: the one and only. You
1: get more of him coming up, but this Uh, was our time with Phil Segretti. Okay,
2: thank you, guys. Thank you,
1: thank you. Hey, this is Jeffrey Dean Morgan. We are going to take a quick break. Hey, it's Jeffrey D. Morgan again. Welcome
0: back to the podcast. All right, it's time for mythology. Mythology, mythology. I'm glad we're using the word mythology,
1: which also sounds like a lisp word because we're going right into some mythology that involves Lilith. Take it, Robbie.
0: Lilith, this is Lilith's first appearance. Lilith's first
1: appearance, suffering succotash.
0: Yeah, it's the first time we see Lilith. And the character is based on a real-life Judeo-Christian lore. Nice. Why don't you tell them about the lore?
1: Well, she was the first female demonic figure. It was written that initially she was the first wife of Adam huh. and made from the same soil as him, oh. rather than a rib like Eve. But Ew. she refused to be loyal to him. Didn't hmm. want to be on the bottom for the dirty deed, if you what? know what I mean. And she was insolent. She left the Garden of Eden. Let me tell you something. She sounds like a walk in the park compared to the machete. You ain't taking <laughs> no go from time nobody. Time out,
0: time <laughs> out. This is biblical that she refused. She didn't want to be on the bottom for sex.
1: That, that's part of the lore? Wow. That's weird. I just assumed that was a joke.
0: Yeah, no, that's that's funny. That's funny. It's kind of How did you know it was real, Rob? Because the a garden is I mean the garden. The Bible is nasty like that, you know? <laughs> wow. It's nasty like that. It gets nasty. It's down and dirty.
1: Yeah, you want to know uh, one of my favorite Bible jokes growing up uh, in the Bible belt uh What's the stretchiest stuff in the world? I don't know. Human skin. I know this from the Bible. It says Abraham tied his ass to a tree and then walked 20 miles. <laughs>
0: Oh, man. All right. Well, so here's some more about Lilith. Some stories say her offspring are incubi or succubi, sired by an archangel named Samael, or earthbound demons she birthed after stealing Adam's seed while he slept. Oh, huh? all
1: stealing the seed while she slept, bit. Do you know okay. what incubi and succubi are? Because I don't. I'm just going to no. tell you right now.
0: Nope, not at all. I know Incubus band from the '90s.
1: I'm going to look at well, incubi would be plural of that, but let's look it up. Incubi.
0: Oh, incubi is just two bands, both named Incubus.
1: <laughs> incubus. All right. What is an incubus? All right. An incubus is a demon in male form. In folklore, that seeks to have adult relations, if you know what I'm saying, with sleeping women. The corresponding spirit in female form is called a succubus.
0: Holy moly.
1: That seems a tad on the nose. Okay, in so medieval were... Europe, union with an incubus was supposed by some to result in the birth of witches, demons, and deformed human offspring. Legendary magician Merlin was said to have been fathered by an incubus. Parallels Mm. exist in many cultures. Walter Stephen alleges in demon lovers, some traditions hold that repeated dirty activity with an incubus or succubus may result in the deterioration of health, an impaired mental state, or even death.
0: Holy cow. That is just too much for my brain to take in right now. So these, these incubi and succubi were sired, fathered, that is, by an archangel named...
1: right i like i like the fact that she 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 has some earthbound demon children that she gave birth to after stealing adam's seed while he slept do you think adam would read this and go well
0: how about wake a brother up if we're
1: gonna we're gonna go through the paces (laughs) of de-seeding me i'd love to love to have a front row seat to that party you know
0: yeah i mean i you know adam's uh really a heavy sleeper
1: okay i mean
0: Ancient texts have her being responsible for stillborn children or crib death. Other stories tell how she would seduce men in order to use their seed to create bodies for demonic children. (laughs) I'm just laughing at Adam's a heavy sleeper. (laughs) He sure is. Not this guy. (laughs) <laughs> no, no ma'am uh-uh. <laughs> uh, you, I, can't, I can't give my seat away <laughs> you,
1: you start playing slobbering blues on the meat horn believe you me, I'll be awake
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh dear dear in the 1960s and 70s the feminist movement found inspiration for Lilith and reshaped the story to one about an independent and uncontrollable woman she became a symbol of female autonomy and gave birth to a music festival called Lilith Fair.
1: Ah, oh, she gave birth to an entire festival. I
0: know, um, but in the 90s, there was. There was a. a I remember a, that, sure. Yeah, a female led music festival called with,
1: Lilith with, Fair. with Liz Fair and
0: yeah. Tori Amos. Sure, yeah. Are you having fun? Good, because it's time for fun facts. Fun fact, fun fact, fun! All right, here we go. Finally, the title means Justice in War which means fight well once the battle has begun. Huh. Huh. Just simbello.
1: All right. There you go. Huh.
0: I thought it had something to do with juice.
1: I thought it was, yeah, I had no idea. But uh, you know what? This episode is the first appearance of the anti-possession tattoo. Yeah. Uh, In 2008, Sarah Gamble said in an interview that she'll know if the show is a cult hit if fans start getting the same tattoo. Well, Sarah, we're here to let you know that it's a cult hit. hit. (laughs) Because a lot of people have
0: that tattoo. Lots. Lots and lots. You know who doesn't have that tattoo?
1: Uh, Rob Benedict.
0: Jensen and Jared. Oh, but you do? Uh, Of course. Dean's Wanted Poster lists Donald Stump as one of his aliases.
1: Hmm, I wonder if that's a take on Donald Duck, only with a different last name. Probably. Michael O'Shea and the sound team were nominated for an Emmy for this episode, which is flippin' awesome. However, they lost to themselves for an episode
0: of Smallville. Well, would you look at that? Well, that's exciting. You know, I, honestly, I, I was really ex- uh, excited to see this episode, and uh, I was not disappointed. Really excited. To th- it's a thrill to watch the uh, the shows that are, you know, the episodes that are always named and sort of the top episodes of this long run that this show had. And so, uh,
1: yeah, you know. I totally agree. Good show. Good episode. Well done. Well performed. Well, a little,
0: I'm a little disappointed that Justin Bello just means good job. <laughs> no, it means justice and war. It doesn't mean good go get job. him. Go get him. When you,
1: when you simplify like that, yeah, but it's, it means something more, it means, way more poetic. It means
0: you got this. Yeah, you got this in Italian. It's not, is it Italian? I don't or know. It'll, I think it's in It's Latin.
1: Yeah, well, but ancient Roman, ancient, you know, the same area. Sure.
0: Yes, same area. But I don't think we'd say Italian. But yeah. No. Anyway.
1: Uh, ladies and gentlemen, what a show, what an episode, what a great time to read the TV credits. Robbie?
0: This episode of Supernatural features Jared Padalecki as Sam Winchester and Jensen Ackles as Dean Winchester.
1: Guest stars included Katie Cassidy, Lauren Cohen, Charles Malik Whitfield, one of the coolest names in show business, Stoney Westmoreland, <laughs> yeah, Amy Garcia, Peter DeLuise, Ooh. Phil Amici, and Kurt Evans.
0: Bella was written by Sarah Gamble and directed by Phil Sagrisha.
1: Editing by Tom McQuaid, who's a cop on the edge. (laughs) Music by Christopher Lennertz.
0: Executive produced by Eric Kripke and Robert Singer.
1: This episode originally aired on February 21st, 2008. A little trivia, that's one week after Valentine's Day.
0: (laughs) And we know this because the last episode was on
1: Valentine's Day. Ooh.
0: This episode of Supernatural Then and Now was hosted and executive produced by Richard Spade Jr. and Rob Benedict.
1: Produced by Stephen Hine. Written by Stephen Hine and Hayda Holsher.
0: And edited and associate produced by Trey Booty. Ready? Ready? Music provided by Tim Wynn.
1: This episode was recorded with the help of Sonic Fuel Studios.
0: This podcast is from Story Mill Media.
1: Follow the podcast on Instagram and Twitter, won't you? At SPN Then and Now.
0: And become a member of the podcast at patreon.com slash SPN Then and Now.
2: Hey, hey, I gotta say something. I really like that poster on your door behind you. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. That's pretty- yeah, cool. this is yeah, this is but, uh, uh, this one is... of our Sunday shindigs down at that's the, uh, right hometown. the Loudon
1: Swain poster. That's right.
0: Yeah, yeah, record, uh, the blue record one record release party. That's right.
1: Oh, nice! Um, I can't see, or see a mic scene Oh, there it is. Gotcha.
0: Yet another Phil produced uh, show that I was a part of. Thanks, Bill. We'll see
2: you
1: again at uh, at eight thirty, right,
2: Steve? I want to know where you got that eighteen hour thing. Yeah, Steve. Yeah, Steve. Yeah, I mean it's all you know it's all tricky stuff. Once you go and you're in one spot. It's like the toilet, right? You got cameras underneath the toilet. That's a whole different
1: thing. The following podcast. Wait. This Follow podca- the
0: podcast. Hold on. Wait, let me let me do mine again.
1: Okay, po- the episode. I'll do mine too. Jert, Jert Evans. Evans. <laughs> like Steve <laughs> Hine leapt to the mic to be sure that we didn't say Jert Evans because the man's name is Kurt Evans. And we're going to say Kurt Evans. But for the record, we want everybody to know that Steve Hine wrote the man's name as Jert Story Mill Media.